Welcome to the Faith in Maine podcast. I'm Katie Clark, your host. We are sharing stories of life and faith and ministry across our 59 churches, 18 summer chapels, Camp Bishopswood, three Jubilee centers, and ministries that make up the Episcopal Diocese of Maine. Today, we'd like to share with you a sermon for the Episcopal Diocese of Maine, preached by the Bishop, the Right Reverend Thomas J. Brown, for the 12th Sunday after Pentecost, August 23, 2020. Two weeks ago, Dr. Anthony Fauci met online with the bishops of our church. His words weren't new, they're things that you have heard, uh, but they keep echoing for me, which is that mask wearing, covering our noses and our mouths, physically distancing ourselves, um, work, and pandemics don't last. That is, if we arrest certain behaviors right now, the spread will slow to a point in which we will, in fact, return to living life in ways that we are accustomed to, and I think are also called to live, by connecting, by touching, gathering, worshiping, serving. We come today to our continuous reading from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. It's sort of custom-made reminder for what it means to be the church right now. Let's look at this 12th chapter more closely so that we can see how its ancient wisdom fits our contemporary reality in August of 2020. Have you ever had an experience of guiding another person or teaching or maybe even preaching and realizing that what you're saying is as much for yourself as it is for them? Well, one of the ways that I understand the entire letter to the Romans is to think of it as a letter from St. Paul to St. Paul. This 12th chapter includes extremely practical words about what it means to have a life in a Christian community. In short, what he's saying is, render to no one evil for evil and hold fast to that which is good. And there are very specific steps and postures about how to do that. He begins with language about sacrifice and about worship. He's speaking about how to make meaning, and he refers to meaningful worship which is a better phrase, I think, than spiritual worship. Anglicans have a particular resonance with the notion of offering our heart, making meaning, because Archbishop Cranmer, the architect of our very first prayer book, quotes from this very passage in the 12th chapter of Romans in the first Eucharistic prayer that we have. Many of you know the phrase whereby we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls, and bodies. Animal sacrifice, butchering and burning carcasses, is put away. Again, we have to think about St. Paul preaching to himself and saying, now we do the inner work of self-offering. We're speaking a lot during this pandemic about the transformation of the church. Meaningful worship during this pandemic looks very different from what we knew in early March of this year. So we embrace a new identity as pioneers of nonconformity. Preserving the status quo isn't an option. On the contrary, 
precisely what St. Paul describes is our truth. We're being transformed by making a new noose, N-O-U-S-E, a new mind, a new consciousness. There's a reason that we're attracted to churches where compassion and community-minded stances are front and center. It's because in those places, it's where we grow. So we have to be careful not to succumb to the trap of fussing right now about whether we are live streaming or pre-recording, using Zoom or Facebook Live. We grow by giving up ourselves, letting go of our individualism and offering ourselves with a new understanding of living for God and for others. We grow by saying, thank you, God, for making me human, for giving me truth and vulnerability, and for your church, where my life comes back into the shape that you desire it to have. So here's a confession. In the past few months, I've been quite a consumerist in worship. Some Sundays I've surfed the internet all morning visiting various congregations, but I can't say that I've been so faithful in offering myself. I can't remember the last time I really thought about oblation when I said, here I am, Lord. I give myself to you just where I am now. What about you? Are you able to say, it's me, God, as I am? offering myself, my soul, my body. This is the language that we are given so that we can become co-pioneers with God. Or to put it another way, we're saying, okay, God, I'm signing up with you, and I thank you for receiving me as a gift. This is pretty radical, especially to a wider culture that says that what we do is archaic, it's a way of life that doesn't make sense, or, or suggests that our ambitious mission to restore all people to unity with God and each other in Christ is somehow not relevant. After all, who, who in their right mind would gather to gaze at a cross and declare things that cannot be proved? Well, we do. We choose to be part of something larger than our own small lives and whatever self-important ways we have. When we put ourselves in the company of other people, especially ones who don't think exactly the same way, God is likely to start renewing us by the transformation of our minds. So in a nation in which individual rights are continually underscored, the Christian message is the opposite. We march to the beat of a drum more beautiful than our own. The joys and the sorrows of all of us are shared, and pretty much right away, we encounter the magnificent strength that God gives when we are focused on others rather than ourselves. Dr. Fauci lamented that the wearing of masks has become political and he emphasized our collective responsibility to make sure that none of us becomes a weak link, a person who acts for oneself in this stopping this virus instead of others. Two gestures, he said, will make all the difference. Putting on a face mask and physically distancing ourselves from each other. 
each of them is an offering, and yes, a, a sacrifice on behalf of others, offering ourselves, our souls and bodies to God for the healing of the world. Thank you for listening to the Faith in Maine podcast, brought to you by the Episcopal Diocese of Maine.